Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. I've got sunshine. On a cloudy day, when it's cold outside, I've got the month of May. I guess you'd say, what can make me feel this way? My girl, my girl, my girl, <laughs> talking about my girl, my girl. <laughs> that was fun that, that was, was really fun, fun. <laughs> yes so today that actually does have to do with our episode we are doing what was the disorder previously known as seasonal affective disorder we'll talk about what it is now but right we are doing seasonal affective patterns of mood change so it's a bit on the nose but yeah meh. We, we did it. Sometimes we need people in our life that bring us some sunshine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and hence my name, Sunny, baby. <laughs> so, hey, guys, as a reminder, this show is Shit Your Shrink Thinks. It's a show where two shrinks talk about what they think about mental health conditions. We give you the real deal on mental health facts, but also we try out some of the coping skills that yep. we're recommending, and we give you hot goss on our personal lives, which <laughs> we know is your favorite part. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's an excuse for us to catch up on a microphone, but everybody gets to listen to that. If you you pay the price of listening right. to us talk about ourselves and you receive the gift of fun mental health facts. There you go. Yes. Yeah. I, I won't no shade if you fast forward through our, our life stories. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I get do you ever get bored when you're talking about yourself? And you're like, I'm yeah. bored I'm bored with this story. I'm bored now. myself. <laughs> like this is bad. <laughs> so this week we are, like I said, talking about seasonal affective disorder. But before we get into that, I thought that we would do a what's good as we normally do. So we're still learning about each other here on the show. We like to share either a story or a fun fact or something that's just been good in our week yeah. so what's good with you this week Michaela? I thought I would share that I have had the pleasure of one time legitimately being serenaded from a window no you didn't yeah oh that's so nice <laughs> tell me I all about it nice. <laughs> or, or awkward I mean, no it was all right uh freshman year of college my window was right above like I was like three stories up but above like where are you walk in uh-huh. And so I had some guy friends that literally threw rocks at my window one night. <laughs> Were they drunk? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely very drunk. Uh-huh. I was I was one of those people who only got drunk on certain days. So this was the middle of the week. I was not gonna be I was doing my studying. Look at you. I, I have a controlled binge drinking. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So they threw some rocks in my window and asked if they could come up. And I said, only if they serenaded me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. Yes. So then they did. Oh, <laughs> what did they sing? What did they sing to you? 
They sang uh, I Love College, and then they put my name in the song. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Do you remember that song? Not that at all. That party last night was kind of crazy. Oh, shit. Now I can't remember it. I don't know. It came out the year that I was in college. So oh they sang God. I Love College and threw my name in it. And I was like, all right, you can come up. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. What did you guys do after? They just hung out. We just talked and oh, yeah. That's fun. I can, okay, I will use as my Wesca story, I can share another college story. So the first week I was in college, it might have been the first day, we had co ed dorms. And uh-huh. so it was a guy, girl, guy, girl. So it was like a suite where. Two women would live on one side, then there'd be a bathroom in the middle, and then two women would live on the other side of the suite. So it was like a barbell structure. And then the next suite would be men, and then the next suite would be women, on and on through the floor. Well, the very first, I want to say the the first day I was there, this kid, I don't know if you're listening, Scott, if you are listening, this memory has stuck in my mind for years. <laughs> but I'm unpacking stuff and I'm just kind of farting around and getting stuff set up and yeah, yeah. hanging out my twinkle lights and whatnot, thinking I'm all so cutesy. And this kid, Scott, comes down the hall. He's maybe like, I don't know, he's got to be like five foot two. He's just like got like all this spunk and personality and he's just a very loud person in a very tiny package nice and he comes down he's just like yelling i don't even know what he's yelling about but like fun yelling he comes down the hall my door is open he (laughs) he's in nothing but a towel nice (laughs) he's just like full-on stunting just flexing and he looks at me and he's like hey girl what's up and i was like hey he's like (laughs) my name's scott and he jumps Scott. up and he pulls, he does a pull up on the the handle of the door, like the door frame. He starts doing pull ups. OMG. <laughs> OMG. Check me out. In his towel. And then he drops down. I have no idea how the towel didn't fall I off. I was going to say. And then he looks at me and he goes, are you cool? And I was like, I didn't know what that meant. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I think I'm cool. I, <laughs> I think I'm cool. And he's like, no, are you cool? And I said, I think I am. Yes, I think I am cool. And he's like, all right, come here. And I was like, do I want to? Like, Yeah, do I really want to get close to this half-naked man that just did some pull-ups? But then I thought to myself, like, I could probably take this guy. Like, I'm, 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 I'm going to beat the fuck out of this guy. I've got crazy eyes. So I was like, all right, yeah, I'm cool. So I come, I walk down the hall with him. He's like, here, here, let me show you something. And I yeah. walk down the hall with him. And he pulls out this, like, rx prescription bottle and i was like oh my god am i about to see something terrible yeah and he opens it up and just inside is just this huge ball of weed that doesn't say he was he like meant weed <laughs> yeah 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 he's like look at this and i didn't know i mean i didn't know what i was looking at i was like nice you got I didn't some know plants what, that's cool yeah, i didn't know what to say i was like oh pretty cool scott he was like yeah i know and i was like okay Bye. And then I went back and that was like <laughs> my first day at college, which I think might be every parent's nightmare that like day one, that's what happens. Yeah. But I mean, I guess when you raise a kid to be like normal and thoughtful and not, you know, just immediately start partying, it was fine. I mean, I was very Hermione Granger. So I was like, neato Same. burrito. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm, have a good day. <laughs> <laughs> have a cool time. <laughs> <laughs> Neat. <laughs> weed is neat yeah so yeah that was my first day at college Fun. that's awesome yeah yeah these guys uh one of them he his name was colin he called me aunt Mikola. i love that because like the first day that we met we had like our little like freshman name tags uh-huh and he was like Mikola. oh my god <laughs> so i became aunt Mikola. <laughs> 
Auntie T.T. Mikola. I <laughs> call you T.T. Mikola. Uh, anyway, yeah, college, actually, I had a pretty positive experience Same. in college. It was, a, it was a ball. But I hear, I mean, that's not, side note, we could probably do a whole podcast on mental health disorders originating when you go off to college yeah i mean that is oh heck yeah it's buck wild because you're out on your own and there are some nasty ass experiences you can have yeah and they and mental health conditions just pop off because of the lack of structure yeah i mean i ate like a pile of cheese for pretty much six weeks straight and then didn't sleep. Yeah, you're going to get a disorder. You're going to have a bad time. You're going to have a bad time. (laughs) Yeah, they called the pile of cheese I was eating a, quote, quesadilla. I mean, I'm pretty sure I had scurvy. So, yeah, at that point, mental health conditions are way more likely to right. happen. Well, you're more likely to go drinking. I mean, you're, yeah. you're more likely to engage in all these different behaviors or sleep patterns are getting yeah. off. Yeah. Have you ever Things worked at a well. student counseling services before? I have. No, no, not for school. Yeah, mm-hmm. me neither. We should have somebody on the show who does that. I know a couple of people who've done that before. I, th- I hear it's pretty lit. I'm sure. The kids don't say lit anymore or drip. <laughs> or drip. It's, oh God, what is the new I thing? remember I went to my professor. I didn't, I don't know if we even had one on campus. Like I went to them and I was like, I'm having some shit happening. Like I oh. had some disorder crap happening, <laughs> popping off. Was your professor nice about it? Oh yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. I yeah. feel like my professors were like, okay, well. Oh, I was one of those like, you are going to know every professor knew who I was first name because I would come oh. to you with questions all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is how I get an A. I make myself known. Even if I suck, you're going to pass me because I came and asked you to fix things 20 billion times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I like that hustle. That's good effort. Good effort, kid. No, I was definitely more the, I showed up eh, 50% of the time. But I did, I did go to the office hours and I did make friends. There were specific ones. There were specific professors I really thought were cool. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I made an effort with them because I was like, I want to be you. Yeah. How, tell me how to become you, please. Dude, I never missed a class. The only time I missed a class, I emailed my professor and made up a thing about uh, my father having a heart attack. <laughs> so like, I, okay. Side Sorry, tangent, Papa. Side tangent. My friend was going to need an abortion. Okay. And so yeah. I was going to drive them there to the Sh- clinic. Shmishmortion. Yes. And so the, the reason I was going to skip, I didn't want to say any of that stuff. Yeah, and of course. My dad had actually recently had a heart attack like a few months prior. So I was oh. just like, I'll just say he had a heart attack. That professor was so, like, he reached out to the dean of the college and was like, Play, please let all of her professors know that her father's experiencing this so they're nice to her. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, so then other professors were like, how's your dad? I'm like, what? He's fine. Oh, wait. I mean, he's recovering nicely. And then- <laughs> Oh, 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 you were doing such a, you were trying to be so kind. You were trying to be a supportive, kind friend. And then it, it kind of spiraled. Yeah. But I mean, it, it turned out okay. No one actually found out. But yeah. I was oh. definitely panicking for a moment when they emailed them. <laughs> the whole, like all my professors knew that this lie was happening. And I had to keep it up. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, so moving on. Moving on. Let's talk about what our, do we do for the outside, outside of pod. Yeah. yeah. What do we do for our homework? Mine uh-huh. was to do something creative. Okay. Like kind of play therapy related. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really play any games or do arts and crafts kind of like I wanted. But I did dance around with a baby while kind of helping my husband make some food in the kitchen. So that was kind of playful and fun. Yeah. So I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. I will take that. How'd you feel? 
That was great. Yeah. It's really fun to dance around with, with the baby. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you got to hold them. You got to push them kind of into the sky and yeah. sing things at their face. And yes. Yeah. Maybe they look horrified, but <laughs> it's fun Mostly for you. just kind of bouncing around and yeah. Yeah. Aww. It was fun. That's good. I like that. Yeah. M- mine was to continue to try to debug from toxic work culture. Yep. Yep. And it's working, thankfully, but I, I kind of messed up because... What ended up taking the place of all of the things I would do for work was social activity. It seems like every single person I've ever met in my life contacted me this week. Oh, geez. They were like, hey, you know what I should call for no reason? Sunny. And I just want to talk. And that's fine. I actually really do like just talking and sure, catching up. But sure. it was just like all too I don't many know. at a time. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I must have sent out a psychic bat signal that it was time to give me a ring. I don't know. <laughs> and so every well, single person called maybe me. Maybe if you think about the debugging thing, if again, if you think about this like spiritual energy woo woo kind of thing you yeah. know when you're like siphoning and cutting off like ties oh yeah if people are mentally or whatever i don't know how that works but yeah. people talk about having those energetic ties so if you were like i'm debugging and cutting these ties and they're yeah. like "Ooh, something feels off i'm missing my sunny vibe yeah i need to go what what's going on with her i need to call her yeah yeah, yeah. i need to I try know. to reestablish the connection yeah exactly <laughs> i need to still steal those juju beans psychically still <laughs> yeah it was definitely there was a lot of there was a lot of connection and that was fine and i did appreciate everybody reaching out but the problem was is that I then didn't end up doing as much as you I could have in yeah. my mindful because I'm trying to do a lot of like healing stuff and mindfulness stuff mm-hmm. right now to kind of um I'm realizing that some of the work experiences I had were really not normal or healthy <laughs> <laughs> what? and I could tell I mean I could tell horror stories on the pod and I do think we should do an entire episode one day about like how we treat mental health providers in this country because I'm going to give Dude. you a hint. It's not good. No. Like, w- we are not treated well. Bottom and, of the barrel. Yeah. I was just now realizing that, like, oh, I've experienced vicarious trauma through this job. Oh, no. I feel like you knew it, but you just didn't want to acknowledge it. Yes. And because it's like you can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't keep going if you do acknowledge it. You have to kind of just shove it down and keep going. And now that I've opened my own business, it's I'm realizing that, wow, okay, some of the things that were going on were probably not totally okie dokie right and that were really normalized in the mental health field and so i could probably get on a soapbox about that but suffice to say i don't think a lot of us feel totally safe in our job yeah and that's some stuff i'm trying to debug from mm-hmm. but then everybody called me and was like blah and i was like i'm trying to work on trauma but i <laughs> i didn't have time right ah, that's all right right Keep it rolling like yeah, yeah i still enjoy talking to you i'm so glad to reach out but yes. sometimes there's just too many at a time yeah exactly oh i have too many friends it's so sad <laughs> right <Everybody laughs> pity me pity me oh lordy <laughs> So tell us what we are talking about this week. So this week, we are going to be talking about seasonal affective disorder. This disorder actually is called now depression with a seasonal pattern or anxiety with a seasonal pattern. But screw that. Folks, this disorder was literally called sad and I am sticking with sad. I like sad. That makes sense. Sad. But it is in the DSM. It's under major depression and you have like a qualifier that says it's got seasonal patterns or it's under anxiety and you have a qualifier that has seasonal patterns. Exactly. They had to change things up, right? You know, they got to make their money somehow. So they have to rename shit. Yes. (laughs) Yes. So I think whoever listed this one in the DSM originally, that committee, they were just trolling the committee. And... (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> and I think the committee then realized, wait, I actually kind of like that. So <laughs> I think that was how that stuck in the first situation. We can yeah. also call this, anecdotally, it's called seasonal depression, winter blues. I call it California dreaming. <laughs> California dreaming. <laughs> On such a winter's day. <laughs> <laughs> so first, as usual, we'll tell you what the clinical criteria for the diagnosis was or just what to look out for. We're not going to get too into the weeds, but what are some things to look out for? So seasonal affective disorder or patterns of mood issues with a seasonal flare happen when light cues and weather in your environment change. So this is usually in the late winter or the fall. It mm-hmm. can happen in the spring, but it's usually around the equinoxes. Right. And the light starts to go away. The lessening of light. Yep. The yeah. lessening of light and the and the weather starts to change to cold-ish. And that triggers a set of mood events. So common symptoms of SAD include fatigue. Uh, even when you have too much sleep, you might still feel fatigued. You can mm-hmm. have weight gain associated with it. You can have overeating, uh, carbohydrate cravings. Sad symptoms can vary from really mild to severe and can include many symptoms similar to major depression. Yeah, it's al- it's almost the same thing. It's yeah. So feeling sad or having a depressed mood, you might not really want to go outside or do things that you used to enjoy or really see other people. You just kind of get that like winter vibe where you just want to be alone lack of interest yeah yeah, in your house just you're not really getting the same joy out of things the one of the big issues is folks one of the main issues is folks have a change in appetite Mm -hmm. so they're usually eating more and it's usually heavy heavy carb cravings and one indicator that somebody might have a seasonal pattern of depression is they really gain a lot of weight at this time period yeah well and i actually saw a post that talks about how you do actually find yourself being hungrier and craving more hearty meals um, because our bodies do need to work harder to keep our core temperature up at a comfortable level, which requires more energy to burn. So there's actually some biological reasons sometimes why we do require a little extra. A little extra. Yeah. We're just trying to pad it to make it through the winter months. Yeah. <laughs> winter months ahead. <laughs> Uh, another one of the bigger other symptoms of seasonal depression or seasonal mood change is a change in sleep pattern. And most of the time that's sleeping too much. Mm-hmm. So just with the light cues, if it's dark more often, people tend to want to be in bed more often. Yeah. And again, a lot of times there's that loss of energy and just increased fatigue. So even though you are maybe sleeping more, you are in bed more. Again, sometimes when we have those depressed, I want to stay in bed, it actually makes us feel more exhausted and makes us feel more tired. Mm-hmm. And it could go the other way, too. You might have, like, an increase in purposeless activity. So you're just kind of puttering. But mm. you've got no idea what you're trying to do. Right. You're just puttering all around. And yeah. you're just kind of, like, agitated and activated. But that pacing dog in a cage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that could happen. That one definitely happens to me in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. So, or you might feel feelings of worthlessness or guilt and have some difficulty concentrating or making decisions. It can even get so far as to have suicidal ideation. So some people, right. the winter really hits them hard. Yes. For some people, it is. It's a it's a real thing that they need to prepare and plan for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's also an atypical presentation of seasonal affective disorder or, you know, a mood pattern with seasonal changes. And this is the one with anxiety. So it's most common that you would see seasonal depression, mm-hmm. but you can see seasonal anxiety. And this is when you become anxious restless, agitated, and usually it's insomnia and reduced appetite are the big ones. Again, it's that sleep disturbance and that appetite change are the big things that happen. 
And I I am a lucky lady. I get both. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yay. I'm a lucky, lucky lady. And so I think one, one thing that happens is that folks will have the fall starts. You'll have, or at least for me, what happens is the fall will start. I'll have a little seasonal anxiety. It's like, oh, got to prepare for the winter. My lizard brain is like, gather all your resources. The winter is going to be terrible. <laughs> winter is coming. Yeah, yeah. Winter <laughs> is coming. So then I get kind of like panicky and I don't sleep a lot and I'm just like doing weird things like, oh, prepare, prepare. And then the winter comes and then it's like this kind of lower mood and sleeping more and eating more. And then the spring comes and we're back to anxiety brain ghosts. It's like, oh, time to get moving again. So it's like I'm very affected by the season. Mm-hmm. So you might see that you bounce. If you're one of these people, you might see that you bounce kind of between them. And everybody used to kind of think it was just seasonal depression, but it's both. It tends yeah. to be both, yeah. actually. But the least, but the less common one is the anxiety profile for what sure. that's worth. Yeah. So who experiences seasonal affective disorder and why is this even a thing? So about 5% of the population were, will experience SAD at some point in their life. So again, seasonal affective disorder, SAD, yeah, yeah what we're yeah. going to call it. It is more common in women than men, mm-hmm. increasing in commonality as you move further and further from the equator as well. Yeah. So the further away you get from the warm, warm areas, mm-hmm. the more likely you're going to probably experience some of these symptoms. Yeah. Although I will say that I have even seen people in, um, you know, like Arizona, California, Texas sure. have this because it, the light cues still change. So some people will still even, even with just a hint of coolness in the air, it still does happen to some folks. So mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Yes, I, us Midwesterners are very used to winter is coming and <laughs> dressing all in black and having a funeral for the sun. But there are other people people who you know also have this right even in the more warmer climates for sure it begins usually between ages 18 and 30 and it does tend to hit people harder when they have another mood condition right so like if you already have yeah depression or more likely to more prone or more likely to be impacted by this yeah for sure yeah and it does seem to have a genetic component so it does run in families um there are some fair amount of studies that show that people who are you know if your parents get seasonally affected you're more likely to get seasonally affected yeah it makes sense i mean again just like how mood disorders and other disorders have a little bit of a genetic component yeah yeah this is it this is this is in that line so in theory seasonal affective disorder may exist as a natural response to our environment it actually really might not be that disordered but just because of our current how we live our lives in Mm -hmm. this stage of history it might look disordered but in the past without this much technology and stuff it might not look disordered right folks who feel low mood they tend to slow down they tend to eat more so you're essentially conserving calories and you're gaining weight to make it through the long winter ahead it's just kind of assuming that you don't have the technology that you're just w- living in the wilderness your body is right just not caught up to our technological <clears throat> advances you're essentially trying to go into human hibernation And you're a cute little bear person. (laughs) So remember, you are not broken. You are strong like grizzly. And even grizzlies hibernate. Exactly. This is just a thing. You're just trying to do little little person hibernation. Yeah, which is legitimate. Again, I think we've noted before how stupid like the daylight savings and all those things are for corporate America. Uh, And if we weren't in that kind of a realm... You could. You could do some hibernation. People who needed this could wind down and take some more time to rest and and recharge. Unfortunately, our culture just doesn't really allow for it. So now you're labeled as disordered. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's like, "Mm, that's weird. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh, what if it's the culture that's a problem? Right. Yeah. Usually that's the case. (laughs) 
So how the heck do we treat seasonal affective problems if we do live in this culture and we do have to get by? What do we do about it? So the very easiest frontline option is light box therapy. And yes, you can get what I call a sad lamp. Yeah. (laughs) You have one of these. You can sit in front of it for a minimum of 20 minutes a day. It's usually best in the mornings to help with sleep at night. It is your option, nay, your right to bop island beats while you listen to the <laughs> <laughs> I consistently, so every time I'm looking at my little sad lamp, I play an island playlist because oh my God. And I close my eyes and I pretend I'm on a beach and I, I might it. or might not drink a margarita. So that's just what I do. I and love that. That's my treatment. I love that. So I have an island playlist where you have Bob Marley, some Dr. James Buffet, Jimmy Buffett, Dave Matthews Band, Paul Simon. What's up, everybody? And just so you know, the light box therapy alone has a level B of evidence. So it's, we're not 100% sure it works, but studies are pointing to yes. Yeah, it's, there's like a correlation that seems to yeah. show it's effective, but it's not. It's yeah. not the end all be all. You're right, not going right. to be, oh, I Ooh, feel. I'm cured. <laughs> yeah, I feel immediately better, but it's enough that it's maybe worth your time. Mm-hmm. So light blo- <laughs> I would say the light box plus the tunes, I'm going to go ahead and give an A plus <laughs> 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 on the sunny rating scale. I like it. I like it. So what kind of light therapy box would we look for? You want to look for a broad spectrum light therapy box, which includes wavelengths between 280 to 320N. I think it's like nano something, wavelength. Let's just call it 280 to 320 is what you're looking yeah. for in a light box. What else is beneficial for this sort of a treatment? Vitamin D therapy is also beneficial or can be beneficial for folks who are struggling a little bit with the winter blues. Mm-hmm. There was a study that they did. It was a prospective randomized controlled trial where they did have several subjects taking vitamin D supplements and vitamin D supplements did in fact improve seasonal affective disorder conditions. And so it was more than the light box therapy in that particular study, study, but I'm assuming it's because the participants were also low in vitamin D. So Mm. you could maybe get assessed for that in the winter time. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, vitamin D, you you do, you get less of it in the winter. There's less of the sun. Makes Mm -hmm. sense that just adding a little that to our daily regimen is going to help us a little bit yeah exactly and there are some people who might be more sensitive to you know have more plummets when the sun does go away so we don't know and then obviously what's the what's the standard cbt cognitive behavioral therapy yeah so really um I emphasize the B, the behavior here for people who have seasonal patterns of depression, because a lot of why the depression gets worse is the isolating and the stopping doing things and not going outside. And so the critical behavior changes you would want to think about for seasonal patterns of mood issues would be increasing your socialization, calling friends, making a real effort to get out of the house, making a real effort to interact with family, presuming those people are healthy. Yep. You want to exit the house even though it's a frozen hell outside. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Get out and do things. Engage in seasonal activities maybe. Yeah. So I kind of talked about there's like lots of different types of seasonal activities. Ice skating, my, making cocoa and driving around looking at lights, snowshoeing, hiking, cross-country skiing, gingerbread houses, a New Year's party, island vibe party, making <laughs> holiday cards. Um, my personal favorite is I intentionally book a warm vacation, mm. um, watching snuggly movies or trying to make your home really cozy, trying to make it yeah more pleasant to be inside of. 
Yeah. So personally, February is my really rough month. Yeah. So I basically have to set up an itinerary for myself. February, it's the shortest month, but it genuinely feels the longest. And I don't know if it's different in different areas, but I know I have always felt that February is like, okay, I'm ready for winter to be done now. Yeah. I need, <laughs> I need this to end. Yeah. 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 My friends call when I visit their warm places my treatments. <laughs> <laughs> so I lay like a lizard on their outside patio and they're like, that's just what Sunny's doing right now. She's just getting her sun. <laughs> treatments. <laughs> She's laying like a lizard outside. This is normal. We're all going to pretend it's okay. But if people know you and know you struggle with this, it's no big deal. Just visit your friends in warm climates if you have that capability. Yeah. And of course, I mean, if you are struggling with depression, you can always consider SSRIs. Mm-hmm. You know, those medications could be could be helpful during that time, um, especially if it is kind of severe, if you are starting to have maybe mm-hmm. the suicidal thoughts or if you're mm-hmm. if you're really deep in it. Yeah. You might need you might need that push of SSRI to help get you out of bed so you can do those behavioral activities. Yeah, and nothing is forever. You don't always have to keep it permanently. No, no, no. It's just something to bop you up out. Yep. So finally, we think it might be interesting to discuss a little bit of how we see this in our clinical practice. Like where, how do we often see people present to us in this way? And I'll say I've lived on both the East Coast and the Midwest. So this I see a lot of clients with this because usually it's, I mean, it's cold weather, it's mm-hmm. snowy, so that's most of the time what my caseload looks like. And my experience is that it's way more common than 5% of people. I agree. I think it's just maybe not as reported. People, you know, again, it's under major depression, so people maybe just assume that they have major depression and then it goes into remission. Mm-hmm. And they're not necessarily making the connection. That it's a seasonal that's pattern. That's a seasonal pattern. Yeah. I will say that my phone starts ringing off the hook in oh, about yeah. late September, early October. Yep, yep. The phone call starts. Like, why do I feel bad all of a sudden? <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. yeah. My caseload always increases come fall. Mm-hmm. People who are like, I'm doing good now. I can manage this. And mm-hmm. it's spring and summer and they're feeling good. And oh, then all yeah. of a sudden it's like, hmm, yeah, I think you kind of have a bit of a seasonal thing here. <laughs> yeah. Lot, lots of discharges once it warms up and once the sun comes back. Yeah. Yep. And lots of intakes once yeah. Yes. Once the sun is dying again. Yes. I would say that for me, I tend to see an even gender split. I really haven't seen as much like a difference. No, I agree. I think just as many men struggle with it as women. But again, sometimes it just depends on how the study was conducted conducted and who they polled. Most of the people I see already have a mood condition, like you had said. They're just not making the connection, really. So they already have a history of depression or PTSD, and then it just happens that it worsens during this time period. Mm -hmm. But I think folks really just don't make the connection. I think it's, like, not common. People are not in tune, I think, seasonally or really with nature in the way that they used to be. Yeah. Right? Because it used to be really important to know how the seasons shift because of agricultural reasons and survival reasons. And now we're really disconnected from nature and weather and those sorts of things. And so it just, I don't think it really occurs to us that we are creatures within nature. Yes. And that they're, that this is potentially what's pushing you into that feeling. You're just like, damn it, I'm feeling depressed again. Like you're not really making the connection that, oh, it always happens around this time. Yeah. And that it's somewhat normal and that we don't really need to fight it. We just need to kind of like have an itinerary and embrace it. I think the more that you fight this sort of thing and shame yourself for it, it's kind of a bad deal versus when you just understand that it's a natural part of existing as a person and that it existed to keep your body safe from the elements back mm-hmm. in the day it's it was adaptive it's just not as much anymore right i actually have seen a lot of farmers who get this for whatever reason too have you seen this i i 
can't say 100% that I have because I just don't feel like I've had a lot of farmers that I've worked with. Mm. But I can 100% see how that would be. I mean, if you think about their workload during the winter, I mean, their purpose and the things that they love and thrive are kind of lessened. Yeah. I mean, unless they have, unless they're kind of like ranchers and they still have critters to go go take out for in the winter, they're kind of just holed up and waiting. There was definitely a time period where I worked basically in the middle of nowhere and the I, I would very consistently it would be like kind of an influx of farmers every year around the fall so I thought that was interesting I don't know what that was about and maybe yeah. it's just pattern of workload like you said and you're just like well what do I do now guess I get sad yeah which I mean again makes sense and I think I mean think about if you even if you do have the animals to take care of you're you're losing I mean I think about how many calves yeah. happen and then you end up not making it for the winter or, yeah I mean there's a lot of shit that goes wrong yeah that's true <laughs> with your when with your stuff yeah when you're more in tune with that seasonal pattern and I would say I also have so many clients who moved from California or from Florida yes. or something because they're from a warm sunny uh, state and they come to the Midwest they they like, got this. Holy shit, what is happening? Yes. Right? I've never been sad before. What's this feeling? Yes. <laughs> I have that heaven. I had such a sweet, sweet, sweet young woman come in uh, last year about this time. And she she made the connection really quickly. She's like, I don't know what's happening, but the Midwest makes me sad when it's fall. And I was like, yeah, this is it's, it's common. Se- seasonal pattern of mood issues. And she was just like, I hate it. Yeah, I know. I know. There's a reason why you pay a premium to live out in California or in some of the warmer climates. You're paying for the mood. Yeah. Well, and there's a reason. I mean, the populations out there are so much denser and thicker. People move out there for a reason. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, yeah. So welcome to Midwest. You will, winter is coming and we do prepare for it. And we do have funerals for the sun. It's not all bad. Yeah. And again, there are fun, cozy things you can do in the winter. You can make it fun if you plan accordingly. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I would say most people say, you know, everything is fine. I just don't know what my problem is. And that's kind of like the most common thing. Like I just, oh, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. And then suddenly I'm not. And they just don't really understand. Well, and they don't really understand why they're depressed. Like they're like, I can't really pinpoint what's going on. I just feel this way. Yeah. I grew, I grew up in a state that has one of the most cloud covers in the U.S. So I basically just thought sadness was a permanent winter thing. Like I just, I was like, oh, just my soul is forever in winter. <laughs> yeah, like we just everybody gets sad now. But it turns out, no, that's not actually how it is. It's just when yeah. you live in a, a state with that much cloud cover, it kind of it catches up. Yeah, I think there is actually a study that uh, I wouldn't, I can't, you know, quote it or anything, but I feel like Washington State has like some of the highest depression rates yeah. because of its the rain and the clouds constant. I believe that when I was in when I was in Ireland, they talked about how because it's cloudy, they're sad all the time. It was like a really well known thing in Irish culture, and they're like, yeah, we don't call the the legs on whiskey we don't call them legs we call them tears because all of us are <laughs> sad <laughs> or like we're incapable i remember a lot of jokes about like we're we're incapable of making a happy song and it's because of all the clouds <laughs> i was like Aww. oh that's i was like listen i feel your pain yeah like, us midwesterners we are we vibe with that sort of sentiment so i would say you know for outside of the podcast experiments maybe there's something we could do with seasonal patterns i don't know because it is about that time when this podcast is coming out people are going to start feeling that so yeah 
it's gonna start hitting you. Yeah. What are what are you, what are you thinking? I was thinking. Um, I I literally always start this in the fall. I have a full blown itinerary. You have a whole plan. Yeah. Look every every single fall. Every single fall. And this is just something. It's like a routine homework that I've learned that I have to do. So I have to create a seasonal regimen. And every year that includes a series of planned winter themed activities. So I go to botanical gardens with boozy hot chocolate and I look at poinsettias and lights. That's always something that I do. I always make crafts like ornaments and cards and I schedule those with friends. So I'll do like each of these like once every other week sort of a thing. It's not like every week because then I'd be a little socialed out. But every other week I'll do something like this. I'll sk- I'll put it on the calendar in advance. Nice. I put up soft glowy lights through my whole house. I make everything. I get out these fur covered blankets. Fake fur everybody. Fake fur. <laughs> <laughs> and pillows. I will make a playlist that's warm and cozy. And then I will also add to my island vibes playlist. And every year I book a warm vacation sometime in january and february and if i don't have enough money for that in one of the years i will literally just get in the car and drive south like i'm not even kidding wow it's that much of a deal to me i like it is it is worth it to me to go south and to just go get my treatments so sometimes i'll go to arizona sometimes go to florida i have family and friends who live in these different places and so it makes it cheaper and a little easier to go down there yeah yep and so i just they just know i'm coming (laughs) i snowbird essentially this is the this is a poor person's version of snow snowboarding i don't own (laughs) property i just go couch surf so that's kind of my uh main sort of stay yeah that's so so your homework is to kind of make that plan make that itinerary for yourself and how you're gonna do it as as the days decrease yep it's to just start getting as the sun decreases well and i got it too i gotta get out my light box i i remember i can't remember where i put it this year but i know i have to get on it early because last year i was a little behind the curve and i get my gotta get my vitamin d supplements out and I, cause I, I always start too late on accident. Mm-hmm. Like I wait until the first snowfall and I'm like, oh shit, shit, shit. So this year I think I would want to get. Be a, ahead of the curve. Yeah. Get sure. in front of it. Do you have any, you don't have any seasonal patterns like this, do you? I don't believe I do. I've definitely had my experiences with depression and anxiety and they're definitely, like I said, come February, I'm always like, yep, winter can end. But yeah. I kind of, I kind of dig yeah, the winter time. Dig the winter time. I dig all the yeah. seasons. I, yeah. That's part of what I love about the Midwest is you get to really experience every season. Yeah. So you might not need to do any kind of homework in this department. Yeah. I'm thinking more so I will just stick to the the kind of crafty play therapy, have fun, like inner child, just get have some fun times. I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> do the fun fun. <laughs> have some fun. Yeah. I like that a lot. And I, I think that inner child work is really critical. It sounds really woo-woo, but – the more that we can play and the more that we can take things lightly, the easier our mood yes. becomes, honestly. So yeah, yeah. That's a great, great idea. So I've got, instead of jokes this week, I have more on the end of <laughs> memes. Okay, okay. Hit me up, hit me uh, up. So I took these from, I think, BuzzFeed, but I they were just about seasonal affective disorder, which I thought was funny, so... The first one is somebody posted a statement saying, the way to avoid seasonal affective disorder is to stay busy with fun winter activities, such as, you know, contemplating your mortality and yelling at snow. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought to myself, like, I actually yell at snow. Oh, a lot of people yell at snow, actually. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I will be that person. I like to, I treat snow as if it's a 
scapegoat in my family and snow is the problem that has made all of the difficulties in my life exist oh my and goodness. that's how i talk to snow so i take out my rage on snow what about hey, you? hey whatever got- works <laughs> yeah what do you got a joke for me i do have a joke what's the best mexican food to have during cold weather hmm burrito damn it <laughs> <laughs> that was great your ha 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 even sounded like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> i guess sounded spicy i, I guess a good guess yeah yeah that's actually fabulous <laughs> I, <laughs> I like that joke a lot okay this is this Hit is another up. little uh meme statement that i have me at 3 59 p.m seasonal affective disorder is fake me at 5.24 p.m. The sun is dead. Why has God abandoned us? <laughs> <laughs> and that is how I feel every year. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm, I love you, son. I miss you, son. I totally understand why people have worshipped you at some point in time. And, you know, when you leave me, there's no sunshine when you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> there's no sunshine yeah. when you're gone. Yeah. So that's our podcast today about seasonal effective. We hope you've gotten some good tips to try out. Yeah. If that's something. And even if it's not something, just think about it as mood boosters. Right. Either way, probably make some plans to make sure that you're getting out and about. Because either way in winter, even if even if we don't really struggle with this, I think we all do tend to isolate a little bit more. Yeah. And in, unless you're a great introvert that really loves that and you're like, hell yeah, get away from me. Yeah. Um, you know, even then, actually, you should probably plan a few things. Yeah. Get out a little bit. Yeah. Model after the Scandinavians. They know what's up for winter. They do. Huger, man. It's a real thing. <laughs> so as a reminder, too, for everybody, we do have an Instagram. We have a Facebook and we have a Twitter. Yep. Yep. We also have a Patreon. So if you're loving our episodes, feel free to donate to us. That's www.patreon.com forward slash shit your shrink thinks. Yeah. And also, please like, subscribe, or rate and review us. It helps us increase visibility. And so people who need us can actually find us. Yeah. The more you follow, the easier we can be seen. Yes, absolutely. So we would really appreciate that, of course. And we appreciate every week that you spend with us and donate your precious minutes of life to our cause. Right? Time is is limited. And the fact that you're listening means everything absolutely and please do continue to reach out to us because we're really loving the messages everyone we do love it yeah well thanks so much and we will see you next week yeah see you next week bye Bye.